Hey there, I'm Emlyn Miles Mattingly, your host for the Minority Money Podcast. I'm glad you're here. You know why? Because this is the place you can come to get your weekly finance, family, and fitness motivation, not only to experience success in those areas for yourself, but also to help others in our community achieve greatness too. Super happy that you're on the show with me. So let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Today, we are joined by a longtime listener. This is one of my listeners. We become friends. We talk on social media all the time. And he has done some great things with crypto. And I thought, you know what? Why don't we have just a regular person come on to talk about crypto and their experience with it? So today, we are joined by my good friend, James Urbanzando. James, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me, Emlyn. Big fan. Uh, been meaning to get on for a while, and thank you for allowing me the opportunity to be here. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, like I said, we talk all the time. So, me and James are talking crypto, talking about how he got started, and it's a cool story. And I'm not just saying it just because it's it's not like you know people say cool story. Like no sarcasm in this at all. It was absolutely incredible. Me as a financial advisor, being able to hear how someone else built wealth this way. And so, James, if you wouldn't mind, you know, just well, first of all, tell us, you know, a little bit about you. Hi, everyone. I'm James. No real background in tech or crypto or finance, but I actually do work in the healthcare field as a healthcare professional. So after being in that for a while and just going through school and everything and just seeing how like your salary is and at the end of the day, you're like, okay, am I going to do this for the rest of my life, 30, 40 years? And then just seeing Think about other avenues that you can make supplemental money or income. And I found out through some friends and we'll go into the story about crypto and my journey through that. Yeah. And you say some stuff that's actually really real thoughts that people have, right? Like you're sitting there mm-hmm. like, okay, so you graduate school, you, now you're working at the job. You're like, you finish mm-hmm. year one and you're like, am I supposed to do this for another 30 <laughs> at least? This yeah. is it. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, when you're sitting there looking at that, how did that feel? I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody experiences this. You just see the elder people in your job or your career field, and then you just see how hard they're working still. Like, do I want to be like that when I'm 60 years old, like waiting for retirement? And then just looking towards that, I'm trying to live my best life right now. And then during the pandemic and all that, it just spurred everything forward. You realize how much more our time was limited and how much we got to maximize and be intentional with everything that we do. And I think that's perfect segue in talking about how you got started, because I think being intentional with what you were doing got you to where you are now. And so talk a little bit about that journey going into crypto. Yes. So I graduated grad school, was doing my residency year in my healthcare field. And then I was actually with my cousins out like on a Christmas trip around this time in Big Bear, California. And then some of my cousins, I one of my cousins that mainly brought it up. He's into the coding, like tech field and whatnot. And then he brought up crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple. This was December 2017. So this is probably when most people actually first heard about crypto. This is when Bitcoin hit 20K for the first time. And everybody was talking about it. it was on all this media. I was just busy with my residency program. So I had no clue what's going on. Like, I don't have any money to invest or this or that. But he brought it up. So I'm like, okay, maybe there's something here. If this is a guy that is in this field working in this. And then 
I'll take his word for it because, okay, he's my cousin. So like you have that family connection and you have that trust already. And then I think I just started in the way they explained it to me was that well, I don't even know why I really got it. It was just, you saw the prices going up crazy and you're like, okay, I can't miss out on this. Yeah. And that was basically how everybody starts off in crypto. They think it's like a gamble or a quick way to make money. And then just to get in and out or whatnot, but without really understanding that it's just this new emerging asset class that could find its niche in the whole traditional finance or like basket of assets in the whole world. Yeah, I started off with Ripple actually, because uh, at that time, you don't have that much money. You only have maybe a little bit. So, and it was during Christmas, so who has money after spending holidays? Or your gifts and stuff. So I just threw like a couple hundred dollars into Ripple, I think. This is probably December 2017. And then literally in a week, I remember seeing it go up three times, like from a dollar to like three dollars. Oh wow. I was like, okay, this is crazy. Like I've never like seen anything like this in my life. Like I never did like sports gambling or really was into business or anything. So I didn't really know to see how money grows other than working for it at that time. And then of course, you just, I held it and I didn't sell. It was just like you saw those paper gains and then you didn't realize it at all. And it just goes down. And, and then 2018, the market corrected, reset, and then it started building from there. December 2018, 2019 was like the bottom. I think when Bitcoin hit 3000, then that was the beginning of the next bull run. But that's how I got started in crypto. And then... Actually, I think that next month, since you got that rush from Ripple, me and my cousin would chat and like, I got to buy this, I got to buy this and that and that. What's the next one? And then I just lost money on that again <laughs> because it's just like FOMO, right? You just have all these emotions and you don't really understand what you're getting into. You really got to educate yourself and just be in the space or whatever it is that you choose to do, right? Mm-hmm. Before going into it, it doesn't matter who says what to buy this or do this or that you really got to put the time for yourself because it's it's your money and we all have different experiences emotions goals and all that plays into it when someone's thinking about this and then thanks you know that, this is awesome because like i said it's crypto from the common person right common mm-hmm. guy it's almost like i think it'd be like this it's like talking crypto with your neighbor this is what we get yeah. to do talk crypto yeah. with your baby so when you're talking about no you know find out what you're doing you talk about investing in ripple eventually mm-hmm. you got into bitcoin where are you doing your research? You know, like someone sitting on the sidelines and like, I want to do it. I just don't know what to do. And I don't even know where to look. Where would you direct it? Everything is really from, there's so many sources. <laughs> it's really a wide breadth of information out there, but just certain Twitter accounts, YouTube channels, that I would follow different books that you could read as well. Podcasts, some apps that people are on that are like community groups or channels. Like you could be in, the certain community group for whatever coin it is. A lot of them have Discord groups, which is a chat app or a Telegram app. So all of those things put together, but you just got to dive in somehow to start somewhere. But I think the best thing is just to invest in knowledge in yourself first and foremost before really diving into this. Of course, you only put in what you can lose at first. And then the more you get comfortable and grow with it, you can put in more if you feel comfortable with that. So as you did the research and went in and found out what coins and you did say mm-hmm. you had some that you missed on, when you finally got to that place, 
Did you get some Bitcoin? Did you? How did you go about doing that? Talk us through that. I think at first, in the beginning with crypto, it's kind of hard to really put your mind around buying Bitcoin because it's thousands of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So we always value a lot more of an amount, but there's so many um, factors that go into why Bitcoin is this price compared to Ethereum, compared to Ripple or whatever. You have to get the supply of the coin. You have to look at, so like with Bitcoin, there's only 21 million supply total in the world that will ever be created for Bitcoin. And right now it's like 80 to 90% of total Bitcoin has already been mined. Mm-hmm. So I think in like 140 years, the last 10, 20% will be mined. So think of it like, Everything's supply and demand, right? So if there's only 21 million Bitcoin in the world, how many millionaires are there in the world? So not even every millionaire in the world can really own a Bitcoin. With Bitcoin, it could be split into individual units. These are called Satoshis. I think it's like to the eighth power, like zeros, like 100 million or something. Satoshis that can be split up. So you can buy a portion of Bitcoin. It doesn't mean that you need to own a whole Bitcoin. You could own a very small amount, but you just keep adding to it over time. And then over however long you're able to do it, like dollar cost average is what they say. Just keep buying consistently every paycheck, no matter what the price is until you hit a certain goal or whatever that you want of whatever asset it is, right? So you can do that with Bitcoin and then amass a good amount and however in a period of time that you can afford. But I think even owning like point three bitcoin or something i remember seeing this stat last year a few years ago that puts you in like the top 10 percent of bitcoin holders in the world or something it is kind of a lot now but uh, back then it wasn't that crazy that amount when bitcoin was like sub 10k along this time so so getting in with the fractional shares right that's Mm -hmm. that's one and Mm -hmm. bitcoin is that's the leading one that's the largest one that's the one Mm -hmm. that people are usually talking about but being able to get in on the fractional shares i just say that because that's basically what it is right? yeah 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 uh-huh. so mm-hmm. and what we mean by fractional shares is the way that james explained it is it's pieces of the stock right so bitcoin you know can be up to forty six thousand dollars whatever for one and so the regular you know <laughs> most people aren't rocking around forty six thousand dollars ready to just go buy a coin right so what you can do is you can buy a piece of that coin mm-hmm. right and over time as james is talking about we can do dollar cost averaging so what dollar cost averaging is we're not trying to be fancy or say some all it is is you take a certain amount of money and you systematically purchase something every month and so what we're saying is we know how things fluctuate they go up and down right we know the price of bitcoin goes up and down and so with the dollar cost averaging what james is saying by that is if you pick a consistent amount that you can put into it every month the average cost that you're spending on the portions of whatever coin you're buying are going to be lower because you'll have those consistent buys. So not being fancy, just wanted to explain that to you. I know some people hear that dollar cost averaging BCA and might not know what it means. So I wanted to make sure that we took some time to explain that to you. Thank you for that clarification. So with dollar cost averaging, there's an app that I use. It's called CoinBits, C-O-I-N-B-I-T-S. There's an app called Acorns. You guys probably heard of it. It does roundups on your purchases. You link your debit, your credit cards to it, and then you can buy stock with it. This is the same, but it's with Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So I've been using this since July 2019. It's just been rounding every week, and then every week they'll purchase some Bitcoin for you. And then you can do multipliers to increase that amount too. 
There's nice. apps like that. Even Cash App has, I think, a recurring Bitcoin buy you can do on there. So there's definitely a lot of ways. I use Coinbase. Same thing. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Coinbase, I think, has it too, yeah. I think we talked about that. Okay, so, you know, this is what I've been hearing from people because I use Coinbase and there's not all mm-hmm. the coins. Not all coins are on Coinbase, right? We know that yeah. Coinbase is mm-hmm. They just don't have all the coins. I look at Coinbase, maybe like the Apple, right? <laughs> and then like, <laughs> like there's yeah. some Android apps that have a little more freedom outside yeah. of them. What other coins would you, and I'm not saying make recommendations, but what are some other coins besides Bitcoin that you particularly like? Bitcoin and Ethereum, always going to be one and two. So Ethereum, I think of Ethereum kind of like the Amazon of crypto, like it's, platform where users or developers can build any application on that and it could be used for there's these new things called decentralized finance DeFi is the term where you kind of become your own bank mm-hmm. so you have your crypto and you use it as collateral and then you can take out loans against it and you could just stake it or where you deposit it into this certain application and then you can gain yield on that so it's kind of like being your own bank so um, when you say, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I know people are going <laughs> to talk about this, right? But we can't have you just jump over that. You yeah. said you can take loans out, like an equity loan Basically. on the, okay, so so talk through that. You know, we've talked about it, but let's talk through it. So you can take a loan on the equity that you have in a coin. So there's um, certain centralized exchanges, like they're an actual company that you could do this through. There's like Nexo is one. I think there was some regulations about them not being able to be used in um, New York, though. Um, Celsius is another one. These are like exchanges where you can just deposit your coins and then you can gain interest on them, too. Like I think mm. some of them have like 5% yield. So if you have 10 Ethereum, let's just say randomly, and then you put that in over a year, you can get back 0.5 Ethereum nice. by just holding it in there, something like that. But then also with that Ethereum, let's say you have 10 Ethereum, so 10 times Ethereum 4K, right? So you have 40,000. You can take out a certain loan on that value. So you could either do like a 20%, a 35%, a 50% loan. So you could take up to like 20K mm-hmm. of a stable coin, which is kind of like the crypto equivalent of the US dollar. Okay. And you can either reinvest that or just even earn more interest on that stable coin too at the same time. Mm-hmm. But there's also risk with that you can get a risk of liquidation because you want to maintain that loan to value ratio. So if you do, let's say you have 40,000 and then you take a 20K loan, they want to maintain that 50% ratio, right? So if it drops, if the price drops way too much, they might have to sell some of your deposit of 10 Ether to balance out that loan. So that's like, like margin risk. Fall, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's the risk of doing that. But if you want to be more cautious, you can do like, a little bit of a less loan to about less percentage of a what's loan. The, and what's the typical loan to value that they allow? I've done it through certain platforms like Block5 before. And they have 20, 35, 50%. There's some I've seen even up to like 60% on other platforms, but I think it's better to be not yeah, financial advice, side, right? of course, to be on the, on the safer end. Because yeah. you know how volatile crypto is. And I thought there was a point where I would actually get <laughs> margin calls and have to sell some but thank god it didn't happen but yeah that's definitely one of the things that you can do with crypto and i think these are the things that probably like 
for the common person just sitting there listening, they kind of say, man, that sounds so complicated. Now you can do equity on stock as well. This is not just a crypto thing. So yeah. don't think that this is something new that crypto mm-hmm. crypto's modeling what they've seen in yeah. other, you know, the other mm-hmm. asset classes. And so that's something that you can do. A famous thing is when Jeff Bezos bought his, uh, his condo, right, in New York. How do you do it? He did it with the equity out of Amazon stock. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, insane, right? So he bought the whole condo with the equity. So yeah, that's something that's common. It does happen. This is some of the secrets to wealth building. I think that when you have access to capital, it changes things. It changes things yeah. a lot. And the benefit to that is you're not actually selling your crypto mm-hmm. when you're taking out that loan. So it's not like you have to pay capital gains tax on that 20K loan that you took out, but you pay taxes on the gain that you got of that 20K if you flipped it somehow. So. Mm-hmm. That's not bad at all. So as you're thinking about this, what's one of the things that you would say has been one of the most in your crypto journey? What's been one of the things that probably surprised you the most about as you've gotten into crypto? So when I first started, I was into crypto, but I also was trying to do options at the first point. That's like whatever is like the quick way to make money, right? But that was just really was really time consuming and it's hard with work and all this and that. There's just a lot more factors I think in play with the equity market and options, especially timing everything. But just having a real patient, consistent, like disciplined, long term view for crypto that has served me well. I feel like so far. So what I was doing was just buying whatever I could after paying my bills and everything each month. So whatever little bit I could put in, so that's what I was doing for like a year and a half consistently. And this was when like Bitcoin was sub 10K, Ethereum was like two, $300, mm-hmm. like less than that. So imagine just doing that consistently over a long period of time. And then that's exactly how you said you just can't amass wealth mm-hmm. that way dollar cost averaging we talked about and so some of the things you talked about like some of the things you stopped you went through and you said you know okay i'm going to take the extra money that i'm making and not go do this not go do fun stuff not go mm-hmm. do anything. talk about that sacrifices because i think that sometimes it's easy for people to lose sight of the sacrifices that someone has made to get where they wanted to be so talk about that so i'm currently located in like southern california and then there's always things you could do going out, this and that, but it just added up. I think after I did for for a little bit, I'm like, I'm just spending too much money on this and it's not even that fun anymore, worth it. You gotta pay for your Uber costs, you gotta pay for your drinks wherever you go. And then if you do that multiple times in a week, that's gonna be all your extra money at the end of the day, right? So mm-hmm. you really just gotta make a conscious decision. You really gotta make a plan, a budget, be intentional with, your money and your time so i think that's just something that you have talked about before like what is your relationship with money mm-hmm. and that's what comes from your upbringing your goals your emotional discipline your financial discipline but i think maybe i've just always been like that maybe it's just the way i was raised not really being like middle class but not really seeming like i always had had money so I always was a little bit more cautious with it, but I think as I'm growing older, like you learn that you also can't just hold on to it either. Like we're taught just hold on to your savings and then buy a house or whatnot. But you, of course, you can always do that, but there's also other ways that you can explore into as well. Absolutely. And I think that what we're seeing now in this generation of minorities that are coming up is 
we are starting to take more opportunities to build wealth and taking more, I wouldn't say risk because I don't like to say risk, but I said taking more calculated risk, if it is going to be risk. Mm -hmm. Very calculated about what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. I think that's a great way to move forward. But uh, James wanted to tell you, as you know, this is the Minority Money Podcast where we're changing the complexion of wealth. And what I wanted to ask you was someone that's sitting here thinking during this episode and saying, okay, well, Okay, James, I heard you say this. I heard you say that. I heard you say this. I heard you say that. But I still don't know where do I start at? How can I get started? What would you say? So there's some like YouTube accounts I recommend on initially watching. So they have a breakdown of crypto, the whole markets, how to trade, technical analysis, and all that. So there's some YouTubers I like to follow, watch. Not financial advice, of course. This is kind of how. I started getting into it. There's Crypto Lark, Data Dash, Crypto Pred. So those are some of the people that I started off following and then just learning from some of the lessons. Some podcasts I initially listened to back in the day as well. And well, one of the current ones is called like Bankless. They're really good, more in-depth talking about crypto. There's some Twitter accounts as well. Probably the best one is like Black Noise, B-L-K-N-O-I-Z. And Sam, follow him on a lot of his plays. But there's definitely books. I also read two since we're on the Minority Podcast. And I'd actually met the author in person at a Bitcoin meetup. So Bitcoin oh, nice. in Black America. Yeah. This is a great book explaining point of Bitcoin for minorities, especially the African-American community mm-hmm. and how it is a chance for wealth building and to just improve the overall well-being of the African-American community. Mm-hmm. There's so many, I think it's just reading and just digging in to, or whatever it is that you want to get into is essential. But I do have a, a YouTube channel that I roughly made some videos. It's mainly just for like some friends and family or whoever found it interesting talking about crypto. I haven't made videos in a while, but I also have an Instagram account. Both of them are under J stay trade, the letter J stay trade, but we'll put the the links in the description. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll put all that in there. So that's on Instagram. I know your Instagram and Twitter, are they the same handle? No, I have a different handle on Twitter, but that Twitter is not really like. Oh, okay. Not crypto stuff. Crypto so focus, just... but yeah. So just mainly like the Instagram and, okay. um, and YouTube channel. Okay, definitely. And we'll put links to both of those mm-hmm. in the show notes. Man, James, I got to just thank you, man, for coming on and just sharing of your time and of your knowledge. Man. I think people, when they can hear your story, I think if we can get one person that says, hey, I, I want to buy some crypto because I heard James, I think we won, right? And I think it's very inspirational. And you make it sound like anybody can do it. Like, you just want to get some crypto, just just go do it, you know? Yeah. So I think of it like, okay, with the stock market, right, to be a accredited investor, to get in early to anything, you need, what, mm-hmm. 200K, right? Mm-hmm. So with regular person, we're going to have to go into sitting around. So I feel like with crypto, that is, this is our chance to level the playing field to get in early certain projects, whatever it is, and hopefully level out the playing field. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100. Well, James, man, like I said, thank you again, bro. We got those social media handles already in there. So we'll got those linked in the show notes. And then we're going to put the link to that Bitcoin in Black America. Is that what that book, that was the title of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bitcoin in Black America. So we'll get that. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm actually going to read that. I'm, I'm going to order that one myself. So, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy holidays. I hope you had a good time. 
And until next time, you all know this is the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mack, where we are changing the complexion of the world. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on now and give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and be supported by others just like you. And again, we're glad to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it can't be your complete one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But I don't know anything about your specific situation. So please reach out to an attorney or CPA, or you can reach out to me, a financial planner, to help you with your specific situation. To get a hold of us, please reach us at fan at Minority Money Podcast. That's F-A-N at Minority Money Podcast, so we can get to know you there. Thanks for being here, and until next time.